You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Nearly 800 hospitals around the world have enrolled to take part in a study into the use of drips in patients. Professor Marianne Wallace from the University of the Sunshine Coast brought the 1 million global peripheral intravenous catheters study to the attention of nursing staff at Nambour General Hospital, one of the more than 100 Australian hospitals that signed up to the study. Welcome, Marianne. Hello, Dallas. Why did you feel it was important to bring the study to the attention of staff at the hospital and to help staff and research students at the university assist in the study? Yeah, well, I think this was a a really important study, first of all. Um, uh, The idea came from a chap called Dr Evan Alexandru from the University of Western Sydney. And uh, we don't really have very good international data about what we're doing with these intravenous drips. Um, so he suggested, and, and there was a huge response all around the world, to, uh, to do a, a one-day study in as many hospitals as possible to look at who was using these drips and what for and, and et cetera. And I think the really important thing for me is that as many hospitals as possible get involved in this kind of research for two reasons. One, because you then get good quality data and we, and we know more about the, what's actually going on in the real world. But the other added sort of benefit is that the nurses get uh, skilled in, in research skills and they get more interested in research. And, and it's one of those things that really sort of uh, sparks uh, an increase in, in uh, nurses participating in research and then, and then um, translating it back into their own practice. What were some of the specific areas surrounding DRIPS that the study looked into? Yeah, so uh, we mainly collected uh, data from the medical records of the patients and we looked at where it was, when it was inserted, where, what kind of um, catheter was actually inserted, what kind of dressing it was on it, uh, why, and then, and what was it being used for currently. But we also um, uh, examined the, the actual IV itself and we had a, a chat to the patient and asked them how, how it was going and whether there was any pain or discomfort. And um, uh, generally sort of looking at what the, the catheter was being used for and, and how. You mentioned that the study was undertaken with no allocated funding and was instead mm. driven by concerned nurses and midwives who wanted to improve patient care. Was this a feeling that was unanimous among the, the different countries involved around the world? Absolutely. Um, uh, we've had data back from over 400 co- uh, hospitals in 65 countries so far, and we're still data is still coming in. And... Um, all of this is being done by nurses who have just mobilised themselves on the ground and, and organised it. And at Nambour Hospital, we had uh, a big group of people who, who put their hands up to do this. We were also luck- very fortunate because the hospital saw this as an important piece of research. So they allowed the nurses to um, actually take a little bit of time out of their working day to do this. And because we we were able to train so many nurses to do it, and there was such an enthusiastic uh, response, and we had a few academics and students from the university, we were able to do the whole study in three hours. 
You recently presented a free community lecture titled Drip, Strains and Wounds, How Can Nurses Stop Hospitals Hurting People? What were some of the concerns surrounding drips that you raised at the event and are these some of the concerns that you found nurses and midwives to, to also hold th through this study? Yes, absolutely. Um, in that presentation, I talked about the uh, large amount of research work that we're doing uh, with a group called the Alliance for Vascular Access Training and Research, or the AVATAR group. Um, and, and this group uh, looks at all aspects of vascular access because these, these kinds of drips um, are very, they're the most common invasive procedure that patients in hospitals have. 80% of patients will have one of these inserted at some point. And uh, the, there are some dangers associated with them. I mean, they, they, you can become painful and, and just not work, but also they, they can lead to infection and, and it can be quite dangerous. So it's really important we get this right. And our work has, has challenged some of the current policies and practices that are around. Um, we have uh, found that, for example, um, routinely changing these devices is not necessary and actually is more wasteful and harmful to patients um, than just checking them regularly. And if there seems to be a problem, take them out or change them then, rather than having some routine um, practice where you automatically change everyone every third day. Um, so that's actually a really important finding. But we've done much um, other research. We're looking at how to dress these um, drips, how to secure them, how to um, flush in between medications, a whole range of different um, uh, uh, aspects of the management of, of these uh, drips that we're um, uh, we're looking at with a big research team and we're doing large-scale research. What advice did you give to nurses in attendance? Mm. Well, I think the first thing is is to uh, look at your hospital policies and, and make sure that they are evidence-based. And for example, if your hospital has a policy saying that we should routinely train change drips every third day, um, I really do think that they should uh, question that and 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 go through the process to try and change that kind of a policy. Um, but also, probably the most important thing nurses can do is actively monitor their patients and and have look at these uh, the insertion sites of of IVs every uh, every shift. And, and also ask the patient to report any changes, any pain, any swelling, anything that's unusual or different. Thank you for joining me, Marianne. It's a pleasure, Dallas. Thank you.